Okay, let's talk about Halloween Kills by Tim Wagoner. This is, of course, a paper movie single cut with your host, Jeremy. Last year, I started tackling the Halloween novelizations. I got up to four, lost the Curse of Michael Myers review, had to go find it. Didn't come out for a few months, sorry about that. But it's been a hot minute since I talked about Halloween. And back then, I initially started reading Halloween Kills. I actually got about halfway through it, and I set it down. I was all tuckered out of Halloween, and I did not want to touch the Halloween books for a long time. Well, Halloween Ends just came out, and I was like, well, I should give Halloween Kills a try and then get Halloween Ends and review that. Well, I haven't seen Halloween Ends, and apparently, based on reviews, you kind of need to see the film in order to understand all the things that are added to Halloween Ends. So, It'll be a long time before we get to Halloween Ends, but we can get to Halloween Kills by Tim Wagoner. This book is one of the most frustrating things I've read, because the first half of it I think is garbage, but the second half is pretty decent. Once the action starts happening, it becomes really schlocky. So, for those of you who don't know what Halloween Kills is about, takes place right after the 2018 sort of reboot to Halloween, which ignores all the sequels to Halloween, the Rob Zombie remake. It ignores everything. And Laurie Strode and Michael Myers aren't brother and sister anymore. Michael's just a random killer. He breaks out of Smith Grove, and he starts going on a murderous rampage until his doctor convinces him, well, basically takes him to Laurie Strode's house so Laurie Strode and Michael Myers can have their final face-off. So, at the end of Halloween 2018, Laurie, her daughter and granddaughter, lock Michael in the basement and set the place on fire. Well, of course, we knew there were going to be two more sequels, so the nice ending to Halloween 2018 is just ruined right off the bat. But we don't start there. We start in Halloween 1978 with Lonnie, the kid that bullied Tommy Doyle in the first one, because I guess he's now a main character. And he gets bullied. They add to his bullying because he bullied and stole some kids' candy. And then, like, those kids' siblings come and they bully Lonnie. And then Lonnie has a run-in with Michael Myers. And then we get Officer Hawkins, who got stabbed in the throat in the last movie, but I guess he's still alive for some reason, just so we can have, well, it's so we can have Laurie Strode have a love interest in this, while Laurie Strode and him lay in hospital beds for most of the story. Well, he basically was supposed to shoot Michael Myers when his partner was being strangled by Michael Myers. He accidentally shoots and kills his partner. Cut to Halloween 2018, Cameron, the, you know, the shitty boyfriend, which in the novelization was arrested, but I guess we're retconning that. Even though Tim Wagoner has been paying attention to all the Halloween novelizations up until this point, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, so Cameron, in his, his gender-swapped Bonnie costume, 
finds Officer Hopkins still alive. And so that way we can get Cameron and Allison together in the hospital so they can go with his dad and Tommy Doyle to go hunt Michael Myers. Which we get into some of the dumbest crap in this book, which is the bar scene. Now we have this couple, this African American couple that were in, they were in the first one briefly. They're dressed as a doctor and nurse, and Michael actually looks at them to kill them. But once they get in their car, he decides to go to the next door neighbor's house and kill her with a hammer. Um, they're in this, they're main characters, and they have like zero things to do until one gets, the, the husband gets stabbed in the eye and the the wife gets her hand hit with the door, and she shoots herself in the face. Which is what, some of the most baffling shit I've ever I've seen in a film. But we'll get to that. Um, they run into Tommy Doyle and Lonnie and the, other, the nurse from the first movie. The little girl that's being babysat by Annie. They're all there. They all hang out every year at this bar, which is, to we're told, is basically, well, we're not explicitly told this, but it is hinted that this is the bar that the rednecks that go hunt Michael Myers in Halloween 4 were at. Same bar. Even though the previous films aren't canon, it's the same bar. And then we start referencing all sorts of crap. Like, Tommy has a small cult of thorn tattoo on his wrist. Like, this isn't... Uh, this isn't Curse of Michael Myers. Like, we, we literally rebooted for a reason, and now we're referencing things. And I appreciate that Tim Wagner, as the only Halloween author to have read the other Halloween novelizations. I appreciate he's doing this, but it's like the worst kind of fan service. It's just like, hey, remember this? Hey, remember that? And it's like, yeah, and we are moving away from that. Why is this in here? And at this point, this is when I mentally checked out the first time and just pieced out of this book. But it gets a little better from here because we start getting into the evil dies tonight nonsense and... Um, Michael Myers running around killing people at random as he makes his way home. Because I guess that's a plot point now. I don't know why in Halloween 2018 he didn't seem like he gave a, a crap about the Myers house anymore. But I guess he gives a crap now in Halloween Kills. Who, who knows? Who knows? This just It's a farcical book. But I'll tell you what. I don't blame Tim Wagoner for most of this. He's doing the best he can to make a decent book. And this book literally picks up at the halfway point. When we start getting the perspective of the crazy person, if you've seen Halloween Kills, that the mob that Tommy starts uh, thinks is Michael Myers. We get his perspective. We get backstory on him. And I'll tell you what, it's some of the best stuff in the book. Uh, he was abused by his parents, and, like, he has all these mental issues, but he's trying to be better. But he's been off his medication for a while, and he's scared, and he's just running through the town while people are basically chasing him and claiming he's Michael Myers. And his end is far more tragic than it was in the film. 
Um, I also want to mention that the scene where the, the African-American couple dies along with the nurse from the first film, um, the kids in that are wearing silver shamrock masks, and the two Johns, which is, are the, the, the couple that lives in the Myers house, they literally say, oh, that's a silver shamrock mask. I wasn't allowed to have one as a kid because my mom thought they were dangerous. Which, ugh, blech, ugh. I mean, like, we already had a Season of the Witch reference in, the f in Halloween 2018. We didn't need it in Halloween Kills, and not that dumb, but whatever. Um... What else? There's not much more to talk about with this, because at this point it really starts following the film. But I will say, they put in, I call it a mashup of the theatrical ending and the extended cut ending. Where, in the extended cut, after Laurie's daughter's murdered by Michael Myers, which is a really stupid scene that's kind of shot like Psycho for no reason. Uh, like the shower scene in Psycho, but, you know, she's in the in a window. And no one else sees it happen, even though there's a ton of people around. I don't know. It was ridiculous. In the extended cut ending, Lori calls her, and then Michael picks up the phone, and there's heavy breathing, and Lori's like, I'm coming from you, Michael. And she walks away with the kitchen knife from the 2018 film. Which is pretty, pretty funny. Uh, but the theatrical version, it just ends with Lori doing some evil monologue, monologue about evil, and it's like, ugh, whatever. That's dumb. Um, uh, because Michael's evil is permeating through everything. Um, Whoop-dee-flippin'-do, I guess. Evil dies tonight. Oh, wait, he doesn't. Because we got Halloween ends. Guess he didn't die tonight. Oh, boy. <laughs> this book is just... I don't know. Uh, I, I want to... I can't hate it, and I can't like it. I don't know how I feel. I will say, though, Tim Wagner's best points are when we get the shapes, a.k.a. Michael Myers' perspective, which follows the same style that was set up in the Halloween 2018 novel. That was nice. That made it feel somewhat consistent. This is the first time we really get a, cons uh, a consistent feel for these books in any way. Uh, the Halloween series, although I highly recommend these novelizations because they're all really fascinating. They add certain, like weird things to them. Um, they don't feel like a, co a concise narrative, but these two, Halloween 2018 Halloween Kills, are the closest to feeling that. But anyway, this single cut is going way over. Um, what I recommend Halloween Kills... If you really want to read it, go right ahead. Specifically, listen to the audiobook. The narrator on that, unlike Halloween Ends narrator, which is the worst narrator I've ever heard in my life. And this is coming from someone who listens to free uh, audiobooks that people on YouTube make. Which, that the, the quality control on that is zilch. 
But this, Halloween Ends' audiobook is horrifically bad. It's the most lispy thing I've ever heard. But Halloween Kills, solid audiobook. Highly recommend listening to it. The uh, narrator does a fantastic job. And what do I rank Halloween Kills? 2.9 out of 5. Go check it out if you want to. Or if you're a completionist when it comes to these Halloween novelizations. So, anyway, happy Halloween, everyone, and stay safe out there.